Coming to you from the studios at the Illinois Rock and Roll Museum on Route 66, it's the Rock and Roll Chicago Podcast. Hey everybody, it's Ray the Roadie. And this is Hollywood Mike. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Okay, I, guess was, would be, I guess it would be good morning because that, it's going to come out at midnight when it does come out. Well, that's right? true. It would be good. Yeah, good morning. Yeah. But you never know when people listen to it. That's right. That's right. So what have you been doing since Monday? Oh, out car shopping. Again? Yeah, yep, yep. Not for me. Yeah? Not for me. For the other half. And uh, we went out Friday all day looking at cars and then finally bought one on Saturday. Good. So now we have uh, two new cars in the family. Oh, that's nice. So now I got to get the garage cleaned out so we can get them both in there. So now I have another job. Well, you've got you've got six friends around the table here. The more than help you know help you come out and do that. I was planning on a- and asking them when we're done, uh, right. you know, or maybe put them on the spot during the uh, interview <laughs> and uh, ask them and see how many of them volunteer to help out. Yeah, you know, but uh, yeah, we uh, we look we looked at uh, we looked at Kias, at Toyotas, and Nissans, and uh, we probably should have looked at flatbed Fords. Yeah, you probably should have should have, but we did not. Well, why don't we take a look at them now? We can look at them right now because. Here they are, the flatbed Fords. Hi guys, how's it going? Hello, Howdy. all right, all six of you. Yes, indeed. We're well, missing our button. We couldn't applaud for it. I know. We got to load up some sounds on there, but uh, you know, uh, I'm going to be your third grade teacher and ask you to. Uh, it's your first day of school, and you need to introduce yourself and let the people in the world know who you are and what do you do at the flatbed Fords. I'm Dean Schultz, lead guitar. I'm Dean Schultz, lead guitar. <laughs> there you go. Ron Romero, bass. Joe DiGiacomo, keyboards. Eric Enervold, drums. Jim Sokasich, guitar. And Jim Coleman, guitar. And why are there so many of you? There's a lot of them. I think it's the most we've ever had in here. Yes, we broke a, actually, we broke a record Monday, and we With broke a five. record again. Yeah, yes, absolutely. And now we have six, yes. Absolutely. So tell everybody, Flatbed Fords, and there's six to be in here, so why do you need six people in a band? Come on. Because we don't use tracks. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. How about good. that? So there's, we've got what we call guitar again here. We've got three guitar players, we've got a keyboard player, um, drummer, and everybody sings. Um, so, yeah, like I said, we don't use tracks. It's all made by human any mistakes you hear are made by us excellent excellent do you charge for them yes absolutely okay. <laughs> <Yeah>, all <Extra>. right <laughs> all right and when you're doing eagles you got to have that many voices there you go i was oh, waiting for one of you, right. i was yeah, waiting for one do. of you guys to say it. it's because yep. we're doing eagles covers everybody yeah. yeah that's right it's a girl my lord in a flatbed form <laughs> oh song. great are you gonna be the seventh guy now <laughs> all right number seven <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i'm looking around the room here i'm thinking to myself we got to slice up the payment pie one more time that's right we'll be doing this for free so where did this all come together I know a few of you were together in some other groups, and yeah, uh, Dean and I have been playing together for well, shit. I was 27 at the time, and I'm now 57. So uh, for quite a long time, uh, Dean, uh, we uh, ran into each other. Dean called on me. He was selling beer, and I was running a store, and we got to talking and figured out that we both played guitar. And he invited me over to his buddy's house. And uh, we had a little jam session, and when an opening happened up in his band, which was Bullwinkle at the time, I'm sure you guys probably yep. heard it. So uh, they invited me to join, and the rest, so they say, is history. 
So, see, I knew there was alcohol involved in here at some point or another. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Bullwinkle was a really good band until it got a little rocky at the end. Oh, no. <laughs> Where's that rim shot sound effect? <laughs> We're yeah, gonna, we, gotta, we gotta load some stuff up there. <laughs> We're gonna pause for just a second so we can all beat the shit out of Ray for that joke. <laughs> Let's have him beat himself. So was that the start? Was that? <laughs> we can't edit everything out. <laughs> so that so was that the start of Flatbed Fords, or was that just the start that, of you guys playing? That together? was the start of us actually. Flatbed Fords uh, came out when um, the three of us. He replaced Jimmy Herder in Acoustic Avenue, and we we started playing, and our vocal our vocals were working, and um, we're honestly tired of playing bars, and. Um, we're like, well, we should put a tribute together. And Jim turned around and said, well, how about the Eagles? Since we, you know, since our harmonies are right. And that's where the Flatboat Fords came out because we just wouldn't make it as a, um, as like an 80s hair band tribute. <laughs> you have to have hair. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, there's not a genre of rock out there as like fat middle-aged guys. You know? <laughs> we, could, we could tear that up. <laughs> Oh boy, that's that's rough. Yeah, we were looking at you know one of the big things right now is of course the the cover bands, and uh, Jim, I wanted to play in a band with Jim uh, Coleman, the other Jim in the band, uh, uh, that uh, for some time uh, we've known each other for decades and decades, and we've played on gigs together, but never actually played in the same band together. And about a year prior, I think to this happening, we talked about getting together and putting something together. And uh, Jim said the same thing I did, which was we're getting tired of playing clubs and, you know, getting home at two o'clock with a hundred bucks in our pocket. So we wanted to do something that we could sell maybe towards theaters and, and move that way. So we've been working on that for a while. So a couple of years ago, I get a text message from Ron that said, hey, want to play keys for the Hall of Fame induction ceremony? I'm like, sure. And that kind of started us on our way. That's with the they, Illinois Rock and Roll Museum on Route 66. Correct. Right. Thank you, Ray. Yeah, so Ron and <laughs> Dean and Jim had already been together, but um, I got pulled into that, and then we just kept going. You know, they pulled me into the uh, uh, Electric Avenue slash the infield band and so forth and so on, and then we decided to become an Eagles tribute band. So so there's kind of a, the common thread is that at one point or another, every one of you guys have played with Electric Avenue. Is that... Is that pretty much the deal? Except for no, he's played oh, that too. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we're kind of bringing it. We're we're kind of coming full circle, I guess, and doing something a little different. Yeah. And then uh, we were looking for a drummer. We found our buddy back here, the quiet one. We call him George, like from Beatles, because he was the quiet one. Um, Eric uh, comes to us from Morris, and uh, I think he's qualifies as the youngest in the band. I think I used to run sound for him back in probably when you were in high school or something. Anyway, we we called him up and asked him if he was available to do some stuff. And he's also our art director here at the museum. He does all the exhibits and stuff too. So oh, nice. um, it was a it was a bonus for us because we got a really good drummer that could make our business cards and our posters. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it was a win-win situation. Say hello, Eric. Hello. <laughs> this is all true. <laughs> so, so are you doing like the artwork in the museum here? Just artwork yeah. like promotion and stuff? Oh, I mean, in, I'm in the designing museum. a lot of the exhibits with uh, Larry Williams from Williams Graphics and a few other people all right. have their input and Ron comes up with ideas and we bring those to life. Did you have 
anything to do with the Muddy Waters house and stuff, right? At the yeah, that was here? my concept originally, yeah. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. The people that have that have been in here and have seen it just absolutely love it. And, and I do too. Yeah. I, I think it's uh, the best display in here. Oh, I, cool. I really do. Yeah, it's all starting to come together now. So. Yeah, yeah. We should, you know, we should probably back up a little bit, just yeah. a little bit for a second here. And I don't want to tune anybody's horn or, you know, or anything like that. But uh, we mentioned Ron Romero and we mentioned his name on this podcast a lot. Everybody, this is the brainchild of Mr. Ron Romero that's sitting right here for our listeners that are, that are listening to this. He's the founder. This is your idea to start this entire music. Museum, right to, to start the entire thing and um, you've spent a lot of years putting this together and probably you yeah right in talking and thinking about started it started out as just an idea in about 2015 2016 it was going to be mm-hmm. taken to a museum another museum in his exhibit the president there said it's bigger than this here so you should really go form a nonprofit and look for a building and she helped me to start the board of directors and that's where we started Right, right. So, yeah. So it's uh, you know it's good to know for people who don't know who you are and only know of the uh, museum through the podcast, is that the person that started this whole thing is actually a music. Well, kind of a musician. <laughs> I'm a bass player. Yeah. No. <laughs> it's it's not like I'm a drummer that hangs around with musicians. But. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So that's important to know that. Oh boy. So you guys. I, so I mean, you guys are 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 great. We have heard you guys rehearsing when we've been doing the podcast and and everything. And you guys you guys do a pretty darn good job. So do you have any gigs or anything coming up on the horizon? Or are you guys still kind of putting it together? No, we've actually uh, we've got a couple of gigs. Already already lined up now we're playing at the roxy theater in lockport we're playing at the morris theater in morris and after that then uh starting next year we're going to start booking some of the theaters and we've got somebody who's interested in booking this at theaters for us but um you know we talked about this for a while we want to earn our wings first and take some on some of the the easy smaller theaters to start out with mm-hmm. um and we're watching a lot of the other the other tribute acts i mean they put some time into it oh yeah and uh it's a big thing now you know you can you can go see the eagles if you want i think tickets are going for 450 yeah. bucks to 4500 dollars. <laughs> yeah. right right or you can come see us for you know under 50 bucks so yeah and and actually um if you think about the original members in the eagles and who's left i mean yeah it's, yeah there's one left yeah. one original <laughs> eagle yeah. one more original member than us yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> it's all perspective, right? Who, who is it? Is it is, is it Don Henley? Don Henley. Don, Don Henley Don, yeah. So Joe Walsh decided he's out. No, of here. he's there. He's not an original. He's not. Oh, original. That, well, he's not an original. Yeah, yeah ab- ab- absolutely. So, are you guys focusing more on the older Eagle stuff or the newer? We're Eagles all stuff? over. You, you are. We are all over. With, uh, we do some uh, of the stuff like uh, individual Eagles when they were on their own, and okay. then we also do. Um, we also do uh, like early stuff later stuff so uh, we're all over right right yeah so tell me a little bit about your uh, your rehearsal process because i mean you can't really you know work on harmonies and everything at the same time how are you guys doing that well we've kind of been splitting practices up uh, as of the last few weeks where we rehearse without the drummer so we can really focus on the instruments and uh, some of the vocals and the harmonies, how they all fit together. That's being polite by saying so we can actually hear ourselves. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you're good at reading between the lines. He's quiet when he's not sitting down behind you. But the drummer just needs less practice. That's probably true. But then we get together as a whole group and, uh, and run through everything to make Make sure the sounds exactly the way we want it. So. Right, right. So does everybody sing? I mean, you know, I, you're, do you all sing harmonies first of all? 
Even yeah. the drummer? <laughs> no. Okay. All right. He sings. We don't give him a microphone. No, not that we don't give him a microphone. It's just that we've already got five guys doing the vocals. Right. And uh, lead and harmony. Lead and harmony. Everybody sings lead. Everybody sings harmony. Okay. So, um, but he does sing. We just, I don't know why we don't. We need to give you a microphone. Yeah. There you go. Uh, now, I, I know a, one of the. Uh, <laughs> oh, he came in late, he says. Yeah. Um, I've seen a couple of the uh, of the other Eagles tribute bands that are out there, and most of them really, uh, they don't really have a specific role. You know, just like, can you sing this song? Sure, I can sing this song. Can you sing this song? Sure, I can sing this song, right? It doesn't matter if it was a Don Henley song or a, or a Glenn Fry song or whatever. Do you guys have it kind of split up where, okay, you know, you're the Glenn Fry, you're the Don Henley, you're the... <laughs> well, it didn't have, we didn't set out to do it that way but it's kind of ended up that way where he does most of the Don Henley stuff and then Jim and I will split the um the Fry stuff and I sing the Joe Walsh stuff okay so yeah we, we kind of did fall into those roles and as far as guitar playing he's he's way better than I am okay. so he takes the Don Felder stuff <laughs> right right and I do the Joe Walsh stuff because <coughs> well yeah. it's close right <laughs> but I did notice the guitars are are very similar because I did see the double neck um, was that a Gibson down there? Was that a? It's the Epiphone. It's the Epi it's Gibson Epiphone. Yeah, whatever. But it was white. It looked like Don Felder's. Yeah, that's for, that's for sure. Yeah, I'm only using it for one song, so. I, oh man. Didn't, yeah, I couldn't bring myself to spend the money for the Gibson. It's going to take a while to pay that one yeah. off. Yeah. For yeah. one song at a time. I wouldn't even bring that guitar out for one song. I'd go get a pedal. You have to hear what it sounds like. Oh, I know what it's like. You got to oh, hear yeah. this guitar. It's oh, yeah. sweet. No, I know what it sounds like. I, I, nice. I, I know it definitely has that sound, but I'm, I'm at the point now where I'm just like, gosh, I don't want to haul all that crap around with me. Yeah. How many guitars you bring out with you? Well, uh, it's going to probably be about four. I think Dean, Dean's bringing half the house with him, so I'm, <laughs> I have other roles. Okay, yeah, right, so. right. Including right. a mandolin with Dean. Oh, yes, wow. Yes. Again, I'd, I'd get a pedal for that. <laughs> <laughs> that one's easy. I can put it in my pocket. Oh, okay. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, I think, I think we need to hear these guys do some harmonization. Yes, we do. We need to hear a little bit of it. They brought some acoustics with, so uh, let's take a listen yeah we'll be back in a minute we'll be right back you're listening to the rock and roll chicago podcast i'm christy from crime cave podcast i've had a huge interest in true crime since my days of watching marathons of snapped back in the mid 90s i needed an outlet to talk about the cases that have haunted me for a very long time with each episode under 20 minutes, I shine a light on some of the most bizarre cases in the last 50 years. Join me in The Crime Cave. And here's the flatbed boards. There are stars in the southern sky.
in the southern sky And if ever you decide You should go Wish we had our applause button. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I, gotta, I, gotta, I gotta find some stuff and load it up on there. That was excellent. Fantastic harmony. I guys. recommend saving your four hundred dollars and going to see these. Going guys. to see these guys. Holy crap! That, right those now were for three ninety nine. That was really good. Those were great harmonies, and that's 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 not an Eagles cover that you hear. No, ever. Nobody does that because it's a tough song. Yeah, right. Absolutely, it's very tough. Wow. Honestly, when we when we first started. On this journey, that was the first thing I said. I'm like, with, with these voices, I think we could nail Seven Bridges Road, and that's going to be a big difference maker. Yeah, no kidding. For so, sure. so who's the person that uh, comes up with the songs and says we're going to do this one, this one, this one? Is it a collaborative? Yeah, yeah. You just you kind of you kind of all pick your favorite ones. Yeah, it's 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 there. We don't have a a you know a person that goes we're doing this this and this. It's like someone comes to it and you know and we say yes and Les Coleman brings it, then we shoot it down. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Just because, and I'm used to that, and, and we've been talking about adding some of their solo songs in as well to kind of, you know, uh, do some Glenn Fry and Joe Walsh and a little bit of Henley. They had they're very successful careers as well. Okay, so everybody seems to be um, pushing the microphone toward you when we ask a question about rehearsal and things like that. Are are you kind of like the honorary band leader or music director? Well, um, not not so much. More by default because I'm I'm more of a perfectionist and I'm very critical about things. So as we start to work on stuff, uh, I kind of you know, <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the grumpy guy that kind of. Oh, we need to do that again. We need to do it again. So and and that was that was polite coach. Where I'm better than these guys, so <laughs> they're gonna. <laughs> yeah. And we need that. He actually does keep us on oh, track because yeah. he'll sit back and I'll go, okay, now let's do it no. again. It's got to yeah. be right. Yeah, right, so right. No, it's good that have, we have that. Yeah, you have to have Definitely. that one person in the band. Otherwise, you know, it, it kind of goes off the rails real quick. Yeah. So what else are you guys doing when you're not doing flatbed Fords? You got anything else musically going on amongst yourselves? Well, um, yeah, I, I do some solo shows. Uh, I play, uh, you know, at wine bars, so usually down at Montage, down in Morris. I'm there once a month. And it's oh, a yeah. nice, real you know, chill gig, a couple hours. That is a nice place. I, it is a very nice. We're very blessed to have something like that in Morris. We've got a lot, really nice downtown area. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, I love Morris. Morris has kind of come a long way over the course of the like, past 10 years or so. Well, it's changed a lot. We've tried to keep that nostalgic kind of downtown theme going, and a lot of, a lot of towns don't have that downtown. Right. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I'm just trying to get an idea about all the influences and stuff, and why all of a sudden um, the Eagles came around. So it's like... How did you find yourself here? Uh, well, actually, probably about 20 years ago, Dean and I first thought about doing a, uh, an Eagles tribute band, and we actually got together with Joey uh, a couple times and just kind of ran through some stuff, but it never really got off the ground, and it's just always kind of been in the back of my head that I just mm -hmm. always been a big fan of American vocal harmony like that, right. you know, and the songs. 
the songs are just outstanding. You right. Know, there's a there's a real reason why those guys made a lot of money. Oh, oh, oh absolutely, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. And I mean, were they an influence in your life, or or were you doing something completely different and just decided, you know, I've always wanted to try this? Musically, yeah, they, yeah, they're definitely one of my influences. I growing up on the south side of Chicago, Ario Speedwagon, Sticks, all the you know, mm-hmm. all the usuals, Cheap Trick. Right. Uh, uh, and I mean, so much great music came out of uh, Chicago and Illinois, for that matter. You know, which is Ron's passion, but uh, right. um, all of it, you know, at some point or another, you know, you, you take the patchwork of all that, you smash all the glass, you put it all together, you get a beautiful stained glass window of, uh, <laughs> of here it is, you know, here's my final, here's what I become because of all these influences. Right, right. And when we started this out, we were, this kind of came from an Electric Avenue gig. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were putting some different things together. We, we had all sorts of songs in there, uh, classic rock. Everybody does it. And I think we hit a couple that were similar to Eagles, and we threw in a couple of Eagles. And and then it was like, yeah, no, no, be so yeah. Um, but there were other things. that, And then it was just like Jim and I had already been talking about doing something. And then um, a couple of songs came up, and I'm like, I think we should try this. We want to do a cover because, one, we have everybody that sings. Um, the other thing is, if you do a Beatles tribute or a Kiss tribute, you have to dress like them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you're an Eagles tribute, you put on flannel shirts and blue jeans. Yep. So, I mean, we don't we don't have to look the parts. We don't have to look dress the, the stage gear, that kind of stuff. But really, the, the big part of that band, the talent of that band, was the music and the vocals. And we concentrate on that. Right, right. Unless you're Joe Walsh, because I've seen some Joe Walsh performances over the course of the last like five yeah. to 10 years or so. And it's like, he's wearing his pajamas. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's got the big baggy, colorful pants in the, in the whole bit. <laughs> That's why I'm so glad to be the Joe Walsh guy. <laughs> he just rolls out of bed, shows up, uh, shows up at a gig. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Got the little feety pajamas on with the rabbit ears. <laughs> right, 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 right. And Mr. Quiet Drummer over there, were you uh, always into the Eagles? Or It always seems to be the drummer that comes out and says, oh, I was listening to like Danzig. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See? Nailed it, right? I mean, I grew up listening to the Eagles and my dad loved the Eagles when I was little and I got into them. I've always liked those bands of that era and uh, like Jim Croce. Yeah, I was a big Jim Croce fan growing up. But then I was in high school in the 80s so it was all yeah. hair metal. I played in a lot of cover bands where we just did you know, Motley Crue and Anthrax yeah. and <laughs> Uh, Van Halen and all that kind of stuff. So, is that what you were doing, uh, you know, immediately before you joined Flatbed Fords? No, I've been in some pretty eclectic bands and some punk rock bands. And yeah, the last band before COVID I was in was actually like a top 40 country band, but I only made it about six months before I couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> so, it didn't last too long. Uh, well, but, yeah. but I was going to say, going from a country band to the Eagles, that's not a that's not a big leap, though. No, I mean. that's not. But top 40, today's country, is a kind of big leap. Okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, that's true. I didn't really have to learn the songs, and I just show up and play the same beat on every song, pretty much. Same, same fills, so... Well, and that's and how long have you been with them? Yeah, I think I joined in like May or so, right okay. before the summer. Oh, okay, so any any week now, he should be out of here. <laughs> Pretty soon, yeah. <laughs> that's about that's about six months for sure. For sure. So so between flatbed Ford's, okay, it was originally electric acoustic avenue, and then uh, 
You guys had a little thing called the infield for a little while. Yeah, that was that I, moment in between that we weren't sure what we were going to do. Oh, the, so the story was that behind everybody? it. That's what you're going to say. So the story is this. So the idea was that we had Acoustic Avenue. The idea was that we could we could sell the band almost in any formula. It could go out as a single, a duo, a trio, a band, uh, full band with drums, or horn band. So we had different names, Acoustic Avenue, Electric Avenue, and then one was the names because it was touring guys that was in that one. But um, the idea was, you know, we had been doing that for, I think, about 10 years. And uh, one of our principal players, Jimmy Herter, who's now retired in, in Arizona, when he left... We brought Jim in, and I'm like, okay, this has changed a little bit. We're doing different types of music, different styles of music. It's not really Electric Avenue as it used to be anymore. And just at that point, we got a call from somebody who said, uh, I'm giving you a call and giving you your cease and desist. I play in a band called Electric Avenue, and we're a touring band. I said, we've had... We've had this name for 10 years. Yeah, right. We've been using it. We have a website. We've been there. And he goes, well, we actually trademarked the, the thing and the name. We've opened up for uh, Pat Benatar and, you know, some like, some really big touring acts. And um, and I laughed. And he goes, well, what's so funny about that? I go, well, we were just thinking about changing the name <laughs> <laughs> just before he called. So maybe there was some divine but intervention in that. But now we're not. That. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now we're not. So Screw we're, you. We went through that, you know, that painful period of what do you call? the band and um like, there's so many names out there i don't even know what we came up with there's there's one of them is there's a band of course called the outsiders from the 60s yeah. in the 80s there was a band called the insiders in the 80s there was a band called outfield right. why not do the infield the inf so <laughs> that's kind of how it came along yeah right if anybody's interested uh electric avenue was episode 35 of the rock and roll chicago wow, podcast no kidding yeah very now we're on what you episode this is this episode i believe will be episode 162 wow wow we've come a little ways yeah yeah so i don't know i mean i don't know how true this is i've heard it i've heard it enough times to think that okay there's got to be some truth to this but at least you guys didn't break up you know and just completely disband at that point because my favorite country band um was a band called shenandoah right yep. and uh the rumor is that the reason they broke up is because they got a cease and desist letter from a trucking company <laughs> of the same name and it's like yeah because you're going to confuse a five-piece country band with a trucking company and the guys in the band just kind of went oh, i'm tired of doing this anyway screw it and, <laughs> and <Shenandoah> was no more <laughs> yeah. Yeah. the tough the tougher name was the to coming up the name for the eagles tribute <laughs> band when we started looking at all the tribute bands that are currently out there right most all of them have already taken song titles and album covers yeah, yeah whatever yeah yeah so we were scratching our heads for a while trying to figure out what we were going to do and we came up with i think a very suitable uh, solution that we just stole probably one of the most famous lines from one of their songs, yep. you know. Yep. Borrowed it. Borrowed, 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 borrowed it. Excuse me. Borrowed it. Borrowed it. Fine no. line between, uh, you know, plagiarism and um, That's right. yeah. inspiration. And I, I, I was actually just thinking about that exact same thing because you're right. All of the other tribute bands, you know, and that seems to be the thing. I don't care who you're paying tribute to. You grab a name of their song and, and make that the name of your band. I, it's, I think it's more clever to go with Flatbed Fords because, yeah, everybody's going to associate it with the Eagles. 
but it also kind of leaves it open to playing other stuff, not just the Eagles, because I mean, Flatbag Forge could be a rockabilly band from wherever, you know, and they just decided to, to choose that name. So that's We actually took good. it a step further. Uh, besides the band, we're actually a company. We're a limited liability company, and the name of the company is Winslow Entertainment. Oh. So ah. Wow. Why not? Take it a, a step further. Yeah. No kidding. No kidding. So what's the big difference between being in um, a, just a regular run-of-the-mill cover band that, that covers about 40 different bands and being in a cover band that has to have a specific sound all the time? Believe it or not, it's way tougher uh, because you have to be... You know, with in a cover band, you can you can you have some liberties. Right. Uh, we've all taken liberties in cover bands, and um, but in this, you have to really be, you know, um, spot on with what you do. That's why we brought on we brought on another lead guitar player so we could do Hotel California the right way. Right. And um, you know, so we, it's it's a lot more, a um, lot more work, a lot more personal work than I think I've ever done. Right. Um, and I'm sure that. You know, I've known Jimmy forever. I know this is more work than he's ever done. Because <laughs> <laughs> he just shows up and it works. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, but I, I do think it's, there's a lot more to it because you're, um, we're each holding ourselves more accountable and we hold the other people more accountable than we ever would in a cover band. Right. Yeah. You've got to figure that your audience that's coming to see you, they want to hear exactly what they hear when they press play on the CD. Yeah. yeah and that's. Right. That's what we're. Um, that's what we're about delivering. Yeah, especially if you're gonna, if your venues are gonna be more theater, you know, you you can't forget about that theater aspect of the performance. And yeah, in a way, you're playing characters. In in a way. Right. So so does that mean when you when you show up, it's like okay, it's time to flip the switch, right? It's like a light switch. Now we're eagles, right? And then after you're done, you go back to being your individual selves, right? Yep. Okay. What do you have to do to prepare for stuff like that? Is it like back? Is it like in the locker room pregame and you're psyching each other up or what? How, how's that going? Drink beer. <laughs> Drink beer. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. We're trying to be the Eagles in the yeah. early 70s. <laughs> <laughs> Although our choice of drug has changed since the uh, 70s. Yeah. You were more like. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. yeah. Now it's more like ads. I'm going to take one for diabetes yeah. and one for prostate. And, yeah. No, just kidding. Does somebody come in and pick on each other so you start a fight and you're ready to kill each other yeah. before you go on stage? When we get off this stage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, take a handful of Advils before the show. Right, <laughs> yeah, right. You, so, so turning that switch and uh, having to focus on one specific sound, uh, do you think that's continually helping you guys grow as musicians by doing oh, that? Absolutely, yeah. This, yeah. I mean, this has kind of been something that's been rolling around in the back of my mind is is doing this something like you know with the Eagles, but you didn't have we you know the other bands and and people I was working with, we just didn't have the personnel to do it. And now this is really a, a, you know, a dream come true to have all these guys that can fill all of those spots and, and take on those parts and make them sound like the, like the record. Right. Excellent. Well, I think it's time to hear another one. It's time to hear a second song from these guys. So yeah. uh, let them get their stuff together and we'll be right back. Right. You're listening to the Rock and Roll Chicago Podcast. 
Hi, I'm Rick Anthony. I'd like to thank my radio brothers, Ray the Roadie and Hollywood Mike, for allowing me to tell you about my podcast, the Someone You Should Know podcast. We spotlight musicians, authors, and interesting people, and we like to say we're making a difference one artist at a time. The podcast is heard twice a week on Mondays and Thursdays, and you can check it out on your favorite streaming platforms and on the web at someoneyoushouldknowpodcast.com. That's the Someone You Should Know podcast with me, Rick Anthony. Making a difference, one artist at a time. Quiet on the set. All righty, for the second time tonight, it's the Flatbed Fords.
Yeah, like, like we said earlier, just go see these guys and save your 350 save your, bucks. That's right. Save your money. That's that's as close as you can get. You got it. You got me. Wow. Close your eyes. You're just like, woo, it's Yeah, them. no kidding. That, that really I'm, is. That, that's really nice. Really is this, nice, guys. Is this the part I should ask about cleaning my garage or... No, not yet. Not yet. No, okay. so I was figuring we saved that afterwards. We're okay. Go next door or something like that. Okay. Sounds yeah, good. I heard okay. the flatbed Fords are buying tonight. Are they? I think that's, that's, that's what awesome. I heard. That's, that's what awesome. I heard. Yeah, yeah. So do you I mean, guys know where we're going to be later? Yeah. You do? Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> you can find us. <laughs> so that, that's obviously one of the more popular songs. Do you guys make sure that you play all of their big hits or do you? Do you do you, do you you do that right Absolutely. yeah we uh our first pass at a set list was what's the top 50 eagle you know okay. by uh popularity you just go to spotify look at how many likes it's got that's right set list. and that's what you did okay right yeah right. and the cool thing there's such a catalog of music from them they <laughs> they've got so many albums filled with music it's it's not hard to find music to play right mm-hmm. right so. yeah i mean yeah you absolutely have to hit the keys, you know, the key songs. There's no doubt about that. I mean, I've seen a lot of tribute bands where it's like, yeah, we're going to be a tribute band, but nobody wants to hear those songs that have been on the radio for 10 years. <laughs> so they're playing all the B-sides right. and stuff like that. Well, yeah, I, I can't imagine yeah, you're going to get people yeah. <laughs> going out the, the yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure if we didn't do Hotel California, they'd help demand their money back. Now, do you, <laughs> now, do, you do the original recording or do you do that uh, version where they kind of wimped it out a little bit <laughs> it's pretty much like the original recording yeah you do okay all right that's but he can good play the, he can play the other one okay right. sure sure yeah if you want it, he's he's just that good yeah what was well, it when, yeah. when they did that that was from the hell freezes oh, over yeah, yeah. yeah something like that because i remember when i heard that for the first time and i was like what the hell is this yes. <laughs> <laughs> how do you take that guitar solo out of the end of this thing what did you do but yeah. no that's good i'm glad to hear that do you have you guys ever done it have you done the acoustic version live and kind we of messed with it at one point but we ended up we, going back to the original right we were trying to you know worried that the transition because people want to hear the recorded you know the version they know and some of the folks would, you know, trying to figure that out. We might do that at some point, but right. we're going to stay true, true to the original one for now. Because that's the one I would be curious to, you know, be a fly on the wall in the auditorium and they hear Hotel California and everybody's wondering, okay, which one are they going to do? And I can imagine that you're going to have half the crowd are going to be like, oh, man, that's, that's so cool that they, that they changed it, right? They did the later version of it and you're going to have the other group like me going, what the hell, right? Well, <laughs> we, have, we have an acoustic portion of the set planned so maybe that would be something we could slide in there uh-huh. yeah no kidding yeah that sounds sounds good so, okay so how do people find you I, I, maybe we should ask who's your webmaster who's the person doing that? this it's me oh okay <laughs> <laughs> it's me um i take care of the website uh but like all the merch stuff is actually eric uh that's part of the website too he takes care of that oh yeah designs that and puts all the shirts that, that website is flatbedfords.com <laughs> Pretty simple. Easy to find. You're also on Facebook because I see your posts on Facebook all the time. Yes. I, and I, I absolutely love your Facebook posts. Are you the one doing those? We kind of split it. Well, you kind of yeah. put up you put up facts about somebody from the Eagles or whatever. I, I actually, I love those. Those are like pieces of trivia throughout the day. Those are nice. I like those. And your merch is pretty cool too. Right. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys have any kind of demos recorded where people can actually get you off of Spotify or anything like right that? Right now we do. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, we do have. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have this for sale before the night is yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you know what we haven't really gotten to that because we've been concentrating on, on going to these gigs. The funny thing is, Acoustic Avenue, Electric Avenue, as we booked those for the ten years, no exaggeration, for the ten years that we booked that, I never gave out 
any um, any demos at all. Yeah. We never had, we never gave a tape or a CD or anything. We just booked it. Those days are over. So yeah, yeah. But uh, eventually we'll get to the studio. We we did some re- studio recording just kind of for ourselves so that we can kind of um, divide and conquer those songs so right. we knew where we were. But it's nothing that we're going to use as demos again. Yeah, yeah. No, we talk about that on the podcast all the time. Those days of, you know, having a box of, you know, promo packs in the back of your car when you see a bar or someplace and you pull over to the side of the road and want to hand out a promo pack, that's over. Just have a business card. Tell whoever it is where they can go and listen to your stuff electronically. Or here's There's videos on our Facebook page. I mean, that stuff was great. I don't miss the days remember the days when you have to go around and put flyers under windshield on, on windshields yeah. and do all that stuff <laughs> that's over and done with yeah. man and the younger bands nowadays don't realize you guys did what yeah we actually went out and worked <laughs> yeah yeah we actually did that so yep. awesome um and you mentioned a couple of gigs you have coming up what were those dates again uh, the first one is uh, November 17th. Yeah, next Friday. Uh, Friday, November 17th at the Roxy, and then December 8th at the Morris uh, Theater. In okay. Morris, Illinois. You know, <laughs> I haven't been in the, into the Morris Theater, theater yet, but uh, the Roxy. The cool Roxy's place. cool place. You guys are going to. Have you guys played there yet? No, before? no. We. I think we sold that sold that out in about a week, week and a half, something like that. It was yeah. sold out, so it went pretty quick. I love that, love that theater. Yeah, it's great. great we theater. we we actually uh, we actually had the manager of the theater on a podcast uh, a couple of months ago. Yeah, yeah. We had Jessica on the podcast, and Cadillac Groove has played there a couple times. Um, for the people who are going to come out and see you, um, I always like people to let them know that the inside of this place looks like an old movie theater from the forties. There, Art Deco. Yeah, yeah, and there's even they even have the original film projector right at the front door when you walk in and when you walk into the building you feel like you're transported back in time it's i mean speakeasy. yeah it, it it is but a classy speakeasy like um the the first time we played there we requested that everybody showed up wearing you know men wear, wear, wear a nice pair of pants wear a coat wear a tie if you want wear a hat ladies put on a dress you know dress up you know to, to come out and we were absolutely shocked how many people walked to the door men were wearing suits a couple of guys rented tuxedos women oh, were wearing e- wearing evening gowns it was fantastic it really was so yeah promote the show I, I hopefully I don't have anything going on so I can see you guys <laughs> that'd be a lot of fun yeah great Alrighty, well, thanks for coming out tonight, even though you were here to rehearse anyway. <laughs> <laughs> thanks yes. for having us in our studio. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's right, folks. They were here anyway. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Well, well, thanks, thank you guys, for doing this, and thanks for doing the podcast. I know you yeah. said 165 or whatever. 162 you're, you're going to be. 162. Yeah. So congrats on the long run on your show and stuff, too. So, um, And thank you for this wonderful studio. Very happy yeah. to have it here and have you guys here. Yeah, we have a lot of fun doing this. Yes, we do. Yeah. All righty. Well, we'll see you out at the theater. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Well, I forgot to ask them if they're going to come and clean my garage. Oh, we forgot that. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Bring the flatbed forward, haul away some stuff. That's all. Oh, see, that would be perfect <laughs> to get rid of all the crap out of the garage so I can get the cars in. Yeah, no kidding. Oh. No kidding. But yeah. that was a lot of fun. Boy, them, they really sound good. Their I, harmonies are spot on. I was impressed. I there's um, There's at least two other... Eagles tribute bands that I know of, they don't have the harmonies like that. No, well, that was you can tell they worked on the harmonies. They wow. put a lot of time and effort into this. Yeah. No, and it shows. no tracks, no nothing. Nothing. They're fantastic. No, nope. sounds excellent. And uh, I like the whole uh, the theater gig that they're doing. Yeah, no bars, no. It's just a theater atmosphere. It's kind of cool. Right, right. I like that. So the Roxy. Um, if you guys are in the area, 
go and uh, go and check them out at the Roxy. Cause I think they said they were, that might be sold out, but uh, oh, that's right. But at least Morris, y- you know, the Morris Theater. Um, they may have sold out all the tickets, but I bet you if I mean, there's tons of stuff to do in that downtown oh, area. Oh yeah, right. If you just went there and said, "Hey, I want to get in," um, I don't think they turn anybody Probably away. Probably not. Probably yeah, not. I don't think they do. But so. yeah, there's a there's a lot of theaters out there for them to play. I mean, yeah. was, while we were talking, I was thinking of like the Acorn out in Michigan. And yep. Yeah. You get yeah. the Hobart Arts Theater and. Right. Uh, Indiana. So there's, there are theaters out there. There's the Hemmings Auditorium over in Elgin. There you go. That's another good one. Yeah. But, you know, the, the Roxy, though, um, when they say that they sold out, I think what they're referring to, because there's two rooms. There's the, there's the performance room, the theater, mm-hmm. and then there's the bar area. So I think they've sold out the seats. Right. In the auditorium, but there's still a bar area. Oh, you can go into the bar and, and they've, and they've got own. video monitors and stuff. Oh, okay. You know, throughout the bar area. I've, I see. I haven't been in there yet. I'm and then, and then there's big double doors that open up. So even if you're sitting all the way in the back of the bar, you can see through the doors and you can see the band on. The okay, page. very cool. All righty. Well, we recommend you go to see these guys. They've been uh, playing for a long time, and they just seem to be getting better and better at it. Yep, absolutely. And uh, as usual, thanks for listening to the podcast, and uh, make sure you check us out every Tuesday for another exciting episode of the Rock and Roll Chicago podcast. See ya. The Rock and Roll Chicago podcast is edited by Paul Martin. Theme song courtesy of MNR Rush. The Rock and Roll Chicago podcast does not own the rights to any of the music heard on the show. The music is used to promote the guests that are featured. Rock and Roll Chicago.